Morning, good morning, everybody. All uh, all set up for the day. Good morning, welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, 27th of October. Hope you're all awesome and well. Quick shout out to a few of you guys on already. Karen, Alison, Ashley, Chris, Michelle, Sean, Tony, Adrian. Good morning to you guys. Great to see you guys on this morning. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Andrew, Stephen, good to see you. Uh, anyone who uh, is new to the show, give us a shout out. If you're there, if you're new, let us know. Putting you in the chat or tell us where you're dialing in from. Jason Witten's my name. Each day, round about 8.05, 8.10. Hey, morning, Tash. Get together with you guys and uh, just talk a little bit about real estate, about the world of investing uh, and uh, what we can do to be, you know, better investors, maybe. Uh, We've got a couple of sayings around here. Buy well, never sell. That's important. And, uh, you know, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that this morning. The idea that, um, you know, the misunderstanding of capital growth in the world of real estate is something that I see, unfortunately, get in the way of, uh, some fantastic property portfolios. And what is expected of certain pieces of real estate, you know, for many of us, we need to sort of understand and realize, uh, you know, what's possible and what potentially isn't possible. Uh, and it's not very easy to work that out. Like, let me let me tell you, because, you know, um, for me, I've kicked the, the can down the road for 22 years when it comes to property investing and tried every strategy under the book, you know, uh, in the book, under the book, under the rock, I don't know, under the sun. I think I've mixed up my metaphors there. But, you know, um, renovating small developments, you know, uh, old properties in cash flow areas, new properties in, you know, in great areas, whatever it might be. And each one of those properties has a different profile, a different reason for growth or not growth. Uh, and what I see often is property investors buy something for cash flow because they're either nervous or they're worried about their um, their income or their cash flow. Uh, and then something switches in their mind and they're like, well, the property didn't grow in value. And um, well, you didn't buy it for growth. You, your predominant number one reason was buying that property for for cash flow. So I want to talk about that tonight. We'll, uh, tonight, hey, <laughs> I think I need another coffee uh, this morning, uh, and we'll um, you know have a bit of a bit of yarn about what that is because you know there's three major reasons. Tell me right now, chat folks in the chat, what are the three major reasons? Three reasons, financial reasons, money reasons. Why people are you, why you are investing in real estate and the things you expect from it. What, what are the three things you expect from it? Or maybe maybe you're not uh, sure what to expect from it, but what are the three things, financial things, that property can bring to you and me, you and me as investors uh, as a benefit, the three major benefits? Now, there's a few other you know benefits in there, but the three major ones. What's the three things that you, you can get from it? Anyway, um, chuck it in the chat for me right now. Time, Chris, okay. Um, freedom, yes, that, that's the concept at the end, but I'm talking sort of monetarily right now. Boom, we've got it in there. Ashley and Brendan nailed two of them. 
All right. <clears throat> so, um, and uh, Karen's all over it there. Capital growth, passive income, financial freedom. Perfect. All right, we got them. We got the three. You know, we're looking at income. Okay, we're buying the property. Um, and, uh, yeah, Andrew, absolutely, we can get leverage out of it for sure. That's kind of like this secondary thing that we can do. Um, we've got an income stream, 100%. I believe rental income from residential real estate is one of the most reliable income streams on the planet. Uh, number two, your um, your growth conversation. Number three, absolutely, the real estate world can be very tax effective. A tax effective in multiple ways. You know, you know, no matter which way you slice it, folks. Uh, in this uh, society, we participate in. We choose to participate in this um, this space. There are some rules of engagement, and those rules of engagement are, you know, certainly in your favour uh, if you have real estate in your portfolio because it's quite effective. It's quite useful for, for a number of things. But there you go. We've got the three, team. All right, we've got the three things, all right? Income, tick. Growth, tick. Tax, minimisation, tick. Now, income makes sense it makes sense to understand that yeah income is well it's okay what what happens we get it weekly uh you know from a renter or a tenant you know um it's quite consistent you know the the uh property uh the property can grow in value so we can increase the rent you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's a few sort of ticks in the box there. I mean, there's not a lot to explain when it comes to rental income, is there? I mean, I was just struggling to come up with, you know, all right, how do I explain income? Well, it, it's pretty straightforward, okay? These other two are a little bit more complicated when it comes to what do you expect? You know, what do you expect in income? Well, you expect the tenant, you expect the property manager to do their job and you expect the tenant to pay their rent. And that's kind of about it. Okay, um, let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this uh, concept. You know, in in those sorts of terms. All right, um, Andrew. Well, Andrew asked a question. Uh, when you say portfolio, do you do people have physical portfolio with documents relating to their assets? Just figure of speech. Probably a bit of both, Andrew. Uh, when we're talking uh, on this show, obviously, um, you know, it's about their portfolio of real estate. And, uh, you know, how you um, take a look at that. So income, fairly self-explanatory, and we shouldn't be confused about income, right? We shouldn't be confused about it. What, what can you expect? Well, you can expect people to pay the rent. That's fairly, uh, fairly straightforward. Uh, regularly and uh, every now and then you might have a vacancy, you might have, you know, something, but it's not complicated, right? So let's, let's skip over to the other one, tax. Well, Tax, in reality, is is reasonably straightforward, right? So the taxes, you know, the the two big ones, um, uh, is capital gains tax, you know, so CGT, and we can reduce our income tax by depreciation. So those two are great. Tick in the box, okay? If you buy a piece of real estate, it goes up in value. You'll pay you'll pay some taxes. How do you calculate that? Straightforward. Income tax, all right. Um, 
well, if you've got some depreciation, you can minus it off of your income and you can pay less tax. Okay, pretty straightforward. Certainly a little bit more complicated, certainly a little bit more in-depth to get your head around, but, um, you know, not that big of a deal. And there's some other things. Land tax, you know, if you own different properties in different states at different values, we have land tax efficiency. Uh, But, you know, again, fairly straightforward as a concept to understand income. It happens weekly and someone's paying it and there's someone watching it for you. All right, great. Taxes. You know, there's certain rules and if you if you tick the box and, and you're in within inside the, the borders, you get tax deductions. All right, tick, great. Growth, the big mystery, the big one where it is so un uh, uncertain. Oh, there's the uncertain. What is it? It's you know, there's so many different versions of this idea called growth in real estate that it's misunderstood, right? It's misunderstood when it comes to the world of real estate. Here's a few things that, that I have observed and noticed as a property investor over 22 years. And also, I've had the, the pleasure of talking with uh, many investors who are a lot older than me, a lot more successful than me. Uh, who have been investing 50 years, 60 years, who have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of properties in their portfolios and, um, uh, you know, paid some attention. And what we do know, and uh, I think it was one of the first things that came out of uh, uh, on the screen today from you guys, time, Chris, Chris said it, all right? The magic word with capital growth on real estate is that you have to give it time, okay? And one of the challenges for me right now and for you, all of you guys right now, is to make sure that you set in your mind that this moment in time, these couple of years now, these, um, you know, uh, these growth years, are uh, certainly normal, but not normal. And what do I mean by that? Let's go and have a look at a chart I prepared earlier. <laughs> um, so uh, over since 1970, this is kind of like a, a, an indication of inflation, interest rates, and growth, okay? When we have a look at the market, the property market, and now, you know, and what this... Uh, this I want to talk through this this morning about the idea that um, can anyone see uh, a direction, uh, a reasonably long-term trend, all right? So if we start around here and we kind of head that way with a straight line, you know, doesn't matter which year you look at it, they're over a 10 to 15-year cycle, if you try and break it down into 10 to 15-year cycles, that trend stays true, okay? So let's just do this just quickly, uh, and I want to sort of not harp on too long on it, but I just want to show this. So let's let's look at the 15 to 20-year cycle is the cycle we talk about. When we talk about buy well, never sell, the time factor in your property investing, you know, what does that look like? You know, 1970 to 1990, that's a 20-year cycle, okay? 
um, and that was still in you know highest interest rate um, cycles. And if you look at that, if you look at between there and there, you know, um, have a look at potentially what this might look like. Now, slow but surely, upwards trajectory. Okay, that uh, that era. When you have a look at the history, if you look at the interest rates and the rental returns on those, it was pretty pretty significant. And then you go to the next, you know, twenty year cycle, nineteen ninety to two thousand and ten. You know, which oh, that's shifting my thing around. Um, nineteen ninety to two thousand and ten. All right, I think what's going on here. Oh, there we go. Um, let's have a look at what is happening there, right? That 20-year cycle as well. Again, if you look at the the starting point and then you look at the increase, what happened there is we had acceleration of um, cash rates going down, interest rates going down. And we're looking again. Now we've go 2020, we're out to 2030, 2010 to 2030. And again, we've got this trajectory of long-term. But when you dive into it, if you have a look at, you know, what happens if you purchased kind of here and it went flat, went flat there for, let's have a look at that, When it went flat for five or six years. What happens when you get exposed to buying, you might have, you might think, let's say you purchased right there and you're thinking, all right, I've purchased at the top of the market and it goes flat for five years and in your mind, in your head, in your ego, you're like, oh, I've made a mistake. This is the worst thing I've ever done. Um, you know, the the growth is over. The market's going to fall. It's going to crash. Or even here, I don't know if you can see that one there. It went down a bit and then went flat, you know, um, for that period of time as well. You know, and then what happened uh, after the GFC? You know, the 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 largest financial crisis the world has ever seen, okay, uh, before COVID, all right, look, in here, if you have a look at, you know, Sydney went down, you know, everywhere went down, um, and imagine you purchased at the top of the cycle here, okay, and, and I know a bunch of people who did, imagine you purchased at the top of the cycle there, you know, uh, that's another five to six year recovery for the property values um, in general, and maybe you bought a rubbish property to begin with anyway, um, so my conversation with you guys today is about this idea of growth uh, and the things that we expect from growth. You got to give it time. A four to five year window to say, "Oh, growth, it succeeded or not," is not enough. Okay. Now, for some of us, we've purchased now, and all we all we're going to know is growth for the next three to five years potentially. Now, that is a dangerous place to be long term. I want you to make sure you understand. If you get four or five years growth right now, you are going to have four or five years flat in certain ways or shapes or spaces after the growth process and maybe even some adjustments down in total market value because it tends to overshoot. Nothing wrong with that. That's normal. That's normal, team. We get some We get some upside. We get a bit of flatness and then markets move again. That is the cycle of real estate markets. And I just wanted to sort of touch base on that one today um, 
um, to make sure we sort of get our heads around that um, as as we go. And then, you know, uh, Alison sort of talking about that, you know, you get what cash you put into the deal back and hold fast. And I'm like, absolutely, Alison. The property will return the dollars in three ways, right? It'll give you some tax deductions back immediately. It'll give you some rent. And over time, it'll give you some growth, okay? Return on cash. How fast does that property return the money? You know, if it takes one year or five years, fantastic. The amount of money you've got in the deal, you know, um, uh, if it's returned that money, then it's kind of a free hit. It's a kind of a, like a, it's no cost to you. You own an asset and it'll work and it'll keep working and it'll be consistent over the long term. All right. So there you go. Hopefully that made sense this morning. Just talking about, you know, the, the time factor in this world. And it was interesting, actually, I, I found this other little chart about, you know, the stock market um, as well. And you could see sort of over, you know, over time, it's more pronounced in the stock market, but, uh, you know, it very similar um, versions of the world when it comes to real estate. You know, you get a two to three year down and then you get some momentum long term. But, you know, if you have a look in here, if you had, if you bought at the top of the market there and you were across here, you got a big, you know, a dip there, you know. So anyway, charts are interesting. I like charts, but really at the end of the day, the point of today's conversation is we buy property for three reasons, create income, expect some growth at some point, uh, and we get some tax deductions. Income and tax deductions are fairly simple to understand. Growth gets confused, uh, and the number one ingredient is time. The number one ingredient is time. The number two ingredient is the quality of your property. And then number three ingredient is the location of the quality of that property. Get a good property in a good area and give it some time. Those are the the base ingredients of that mix when it comes to real estate value. Anyway, there you go, folks. Hopefully that makes sense and um, landed for some of you today. Uh, Well, there you go. Well, I think uh, we'll call it done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat done for today. Uh, You guys, it's like a cake. Watch us do us things. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. You gotta let you gotta let the cake rise. You've mixed the ingredients, team. You know, just remember to uh, you know give it some time and and be patient. Be patient. And also, and also, don't rely on one property. That's why we talk about it all the time. Multiple properties, three to five properties in three to five different areas. Because sometimes some properties in some areas just don't get enough momentum um, as as you go. So, all right, team. Uh, that's it. I'm just rabbiting on now. Um, You guys be well. uh, Take care. Be safe. And uh, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Till then, bye for now. Adios.